Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Thoughts with Chris. I am your host, Chris. Today is going to be a little bit different. I know I normally try to stick to movie reviews, but I haven't seen any new movies lately. I've been kind of busy with work, and in my previous podcast, I stated I have an issue with my car, so I've been kind of focusing on those two a lot more. But I have been able to sit down and start watching a TV show, so I'm going to review what I have seen so far. I've made it through the first half of the first season, so I'm going to give my thoughts on that. So today is going to be a movie review, or not a movie, but <laughs> a TV show review. And that's not going to be an off, uh, often. I really don't watch TV that much. I'm more into film, but that's going to be a little bit of new twist for today. All right. Um, any th- another thing is uh, I have another game review set up of course, so I'll be going over that later on. I'm not going to say what the game is, but I'm going to give a hint for, for those of you listening so you can kind of think about it. It came out in 2016, and it's kind of come back to light here recently. Uh, they had an update, which just totally reworked the game, and it has a lot of buys on it now, so I'm going to talk about that one too. So... With all that being said, let's get the reviews underway. <laughs> Alright, um, for those of you on Anchor who has heard that theme song, yes, today I'm going to talk about the X-Files. Now, for those of you out there who are listening on the other distribution apps, like Google Podcasts and things like that, um... On Anchor, I can play licensed music, but it won't transfer to those sites. So you might miss out on some songs or something I'm half playing on the podcast because it won't transfer over to those sites. Now, yes, like I said previously, um, as I stated, um, I've been able to watch a movie, but this is a TV show I've been able to sit down and watch kind of here and there. I'm able to, you know, knock out an episode a night, maybe. I haven't got, I've half gotten halfway through the first season. And I have to say, I really love it. I myself kind of believe in aliens and paranormal happenings and things like that. And I didn't really know anything about this show until um, one night after work. I was just scrolling through Hulu for something to watch. And I just happened to read the um, description they gave over the show. And I decided to give it out. And I haven't been able to stop watching it. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give a little bit of a rundown of the show. It's about two FBI agents who work in an unassigned kind of uh, project called the X-Files, which are cases that deal with paranormal paranormal, uh, and extraterrestrial happenings dealing from the alien abductions and encounters to the Jersey Devil to psychokinetic powers to mutations, pretty much anything that's just abnormal out in the world. And um, Fox Mulder is portrayed by David Duchovny and Dana Scully, is betrayed by Gillian Anderson. I think that's how you say your name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Um, I'm going to give off a few episodes that I really like from the ones I've seen. I've seen up to episode 15, as I think I said. And um, I'm going to give a little bit of a plot to each of them. So here's some ep- So if you're curious about the show and you want to watch some episodes, here are just some to kind of pique your interest if you're curious. Now, um, the first episode I want to talk about is well, of course, the pilot episode. Um, this one kind of sets up the whole premise for the X-Files. Um, Scully is addressed by the head of the FBI to check in on 
Mulder because he's so curious with these X-File cases. You know, he's supposed he's just kind of wasting his time, they think, because nothing's ever been proven from him. Well, they happen to get a hit about a small town. Um, there's been vanishings. Um, people have been disappearing. And it's kind of, and it's caused by um, the alien abduction. Aliens, of course, is possibly involved. But there's a twist to it that you really don't see coming. And it's kind of cool from how the show goes because not only is there talk about paranormal, um, paranormal happenings, or maybe it's just ghosts to it's alien abductions or alien, um, us being programmed by aliens to carry out various tasks for them. So you get a lot of um, neat and interesting ideas throughout the episode itself, combined with a kind of neat twist at the very end. I have to say it's probably one of my favorite episodes. Another one I really like is episode 3 called um, called Squeeze. Um, this is about a serial killer that's on the loose that has been um, ripping out livers. And you don't know what it is at first. You happen to see the guy in a well, um, a character, the serial killer in a well, kind of, or not a well, but um, in a grating of both sewers. And at first, I honestly thought it was a vampire, but it turns out to be something way more weird. But um, that's the idea that they throw in the episode. It's pretty terrifying. And it's the way that the character moves around that you come to find out how is kind of just uh, creepy in its own right. Another next episode that I want to talk about is... Now, these ones kind of go in order. Um, episode 7, 8, 9, and 10. Episode seven's called Ghost in the Machine. And this one kind of freaks me out just because, I mean, I love Terminator and stuff, but just the idea of AIs going rampant is talked about in this episode because they are living, people are living inside of a um, self-sustaining hotel in a sense that's run by an AI program. But there's thought and people are thinking that the AI has gone rampant because there's talk of it getting shut down and it's fighting for its life not to get shut down and it's just creepy the whole time because it talks but has like this um weird kind of if you ever played System Shock 2 has like that weird Shodan voice where it's like electronic but like distorted so you do hear the machine talk a little bit I'm not going to give it away of if it is actually the machine or not but the ending of the episode is terrifying in its own right. It left you with it left me with chills in a sense. Uh, episode eight is called Ice. Now this kind of is in a weird way, sort of like a remake of John Carpenter's The Thing, in which in the Antarctic they're drilling for they're drilling I think ice cores I think that's what it's about, and. It ends up unleashing an alien bacteria. And Mulder, Scully, and five... And I think it's like four or five other people are sent up to this base because um, it's gone dark. Previously, there was a crew up there, but the crew is dead. It shows... There's a video showing that, you know, the last couple people have died. So they go up there to figure out what happened. And it is a very tense episode because one of the teammates die... They're not sure who it is because of that 
bacteria makes you go uh, makes you violent. So it's kind of a very tense episode because you don't know who's infected with the parasite. So that's why I kind of review it, um, view it as the sort of like a remake of the thing, like I said, because in the thing you're it's tense. You're not sure who to trust, as in this episode. You don't know if it's you know one at Mulder or Scully's infected, or if anybody is infected. You can't trust anybody, and, that, and it really shows in this episode. It's a really good episode. Next episode I want to talk about, like I said, which from eight to nine, which is episode nine. It's called Space. And this has to do with the face on Mars that was huge a couple years uh, a couple years ago. Um, a NASA captain was up in space. And he happened to be haunted. And it deals with this weird, like, ghost kind of, like an alien ghost. It's really weird how to explain it. But I don't, the story itself is kind of, it's kind of confusing in a sense. If you're not really paying attention, you got to really grasp this one. But the weirdest thing about this episode, and it's really fucking, it's really creepy to me, is that... The face on Mars will appear in the show as the haunting specter, and it is, it creeps me out because there's a scene where um, the NASA captain's laying in bed asleep, and he starts writhing in pain, and his face turns into the face on Mars, and it's just, it creeps me out. It creeped me out then when I seen it. I, ugh, it just, I don't know, it just sends a chill down my spine. I just, I hate it. It, I don't know why, this, that, image creeps me out for some reason the next episode i keep saying it but yeah episode 10 uh, it's called fallen angel and this one is um about a cover-up of an alien crash uh crashed ship and it's kind of neat because Mulder goes to try to uncover this cover up so he's trying to do his job but his own government is trying to prevent him from doing his job because they know because he wants to find the truth but the government doesn't want to know uh, they don't want him to find the truth because they're afraid if he does he'll um, pretty much come like be a whistleblower and get it out there um, I don't want to get too much into that episode um, with what the alien is you know because there is an alien it's not they really they expressed in the beginning of the episode, so I'm not giving anything away really. But it's just neat seeing the dynamic of a man trying to do his job, but his own government halting him from doing his job. It's a really good episode, and it's probably out of my. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm coming down with something actually. Um, out of all the episodes that I have listed off, that is probably my. S- third favorite one with episode eight being my first like my number one favorite and episode seven being my second favorite which i'm excited with though with that list kind of being out of the way for those of you who are curious as i said you know these are some episodes to kind of get you going with it if you're curious um from there i'm actually currently on Getting ready to start episode. I think. Wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm looking for episode 17 called EBE. Um, 
I'm ready. I'm excited to see where this series goes. Um, I know there's two movies that I'm not sure when to watch. I'll have to look up a guide because I know there's guides on there to showing how to watch a show in order. I don't know when the movies take place, but probably when I do watch those, I will we'll do a review on them. But I am excited to see where this series goes. I wonder. I know there's an overarching story uh, arc, or what? <laughs> Man, I messed that up. But there's an overarching arc, whatever. Um, it has to deal with um, Muller, and it's since when he was a little kid, he's seen his sister get abducted by an alien. So that I know that's going to play into you know it's going to play in at some point either this season or later season. It's gonna because he. In a couple episodes, he kind of goes a little um, spastic regarding it. But with that being said, that is my review over the X-Files so far. I might do a full series review once I get finished with it, but that will be a while from now before that happens because I'm on season one and I have, like I said, two movies and I have... 10 more seasons because a season 11 just finished up this year so and I'm not sure if they're currently in a season right now but I have that many I have um, 10 seasons to go through that's going to take me a while um, normally, uh, for, I forgot to mention normally these episodes are at least 44 to 45 minutes long so you can probably knock one out like I said you can knock one out within an hour if say you just have an hour to spare I mean, I normally do, so, you know, you'll have time depending on here and there, and sometimes there's um, good stopping points throughout the episode, so say if you need to stop for a certain reason, you can, and you, and it, you know, you won't get that lost through it, because certain episodes you don't really necessarily have to pay attention to that much, some you really have to, um, like I said, with, I think it was... Um, space, yes, yeah, space, you have to kind of pay attention, otherwise you'll get lost in the um, plot of the the mystery of the episode. Another one that's really, um, another one that you really have to pay attention to, it's called, it's a, episode 11 called Eve. You have to kind of pay attention also there, otherwise you might kind of get lost. Anyways, with that being said, that's my review over the X-Files. I'm getting ready to do the next review over the game, and if you have guessed it by now, is over the video game No Man's Sky. I will meet you there to do the review. All right, time for the review of No Man's Sky. Um, I know it came out in 2016 and it was developed by Hello Games. Now, I was one of the unlucky people to get suckered into pre-ordering the game um, when I of course, if you guys still remember the huge controversy about how the game pretty much was in its pre-alpha stage, it was bare bones, there was nothing in the game, no multiplayer, no space battles, anything like that, it was all a lie. Um, now, I did watch as the game grew progressively from from then till now. You know, they had a couple up updates where they added base building, um, frigates and ships and things like that. Uh, new ships, missions, and the game, I have to say, from 2016's No Man's Sky that didn't have anything and was fun for about three hours until you kind of got what was going on, like got the idea of what was going on, where it was pretty much go from planet to planet, collect crap, 
fly to another planet, collect the same crap because you're going to run out of the same stuff, encounter almost the exact same animals or somewhat completely ridiculous looking animals that weren't promised in the E3 footage and things like that. Um, from then till now, where there's actually a lot, you know, the, it looks a lot better and everything. I have to say, um, I'm not sure on how to rate this, actually. All in all, it's kind of a pick-your-poison kind of thing. Where I'm happy that the game is what they is what it should have been when it got released. But the thing is, is this is, like I just said, this is what the game it should have been when it was released. It should have taken two years for this game to become what it was originally promised. If that's the case, they should have held off on the game for two more years. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the game was rushed in anything in that sense. But it's back to the pick your poison kind of thing. Do you play the game now and send a message to developers that it's okay to release a junk game that barely had anything on it to begin with, but promising of fixing it up later down the line or do you in a sense reward the game and the developers because even though the game was crap they still stuck to their guns and they made up for it now honestly for me <laughs> I paid 20 bucks to you know buy it I paid 20 bucks I bought the game test it out and see if it is and I have to say I'm enjoying it a lot more than I was previously there were a couple days where I was stuck to my screen playing it because it's actually a lot of fun um, a couple things I were worried about, which, um, if you are too, I'm going to kind of maybe ease it for you a little bit. Um, I originally thought that going into this game, after not playing it for two years almost, and with all the updates they've had, I thought everything was going to be somewhat super expensive. Because I know some games do that. Um, looking at you, Grand Theft Auto V, if you haven't played multiplayer when the game first came out, you might as well not even pick it up anymore. Granted, for those of you who haven't played it online, don't. It's it's insane now. It's pretty much turned into you want to, you have to spend money to get any like actual your actual money to get anywhere in the game because some of that stuff costs so much virtual cash. Um, but <laughs> back to No Man's Sky. I was actually kind of surprised because one of the updates added frigates and ships, in a sense, where, say, you could have, like, a convoy. And you could actually have up to 50 other ships aligned with your frigate. You, well, your frigate and your freighters. So you can have your massive capital ship, and then you can have all these little freighters around you that you can send out to do missions. And yes, like I said, you can have 50 of them. That is insane that you can have that many ships you can send out. And it's actually pretty cool, so say you send them out to a galaxy, so you can reach that galaxy, you can jump to it, and your ship will be there. It'll actually transport out to that area. It won't just, you know, disappear off the gaming world for a couple hours. And it, all the missions take place in real time. So say a mission takes place, it takes an hour and a half to complete a mission. It will take an hour, that ship will be gone for an hour and a half. So you can maybe um, turn your place, to, say you're busy and you want some extra cash, you know, send out like five ships, turn your PlayStation off, come back. It'll, you know, those ships will be back and you'll have, you know, some currency from it. So it is neat in that aspect. And also, um, like I previously stated, I thought it was going to be expensive to do any of that. Um, there is a campaign now with the 
um, game. And if you do the campaign, things will become um, things will gradually unlock for you, like base building will come go um, gradually unlock for you, and things to build um, on your base, such as like gardens or a, kind of like a Land Rover and things like that. If you play them campaign, it'll gradually unlock with you. You actually get your um, very first capital ship early on in the game after you make, I think, your first warp jump from a gal from one uh, galaxy to another galaxy. You actually get your first raider pretty, like I said, pretty early in the game. And it is kind of a major asset because it does break in quite a bit of cash. Um, along with your base building, you'll get the bare essentials of... You can pretty much build like a wood box. You'll get everything, uh, wood door frames, wood foundations, wood walls, and wood, wood ceilings. But as you explore the um, planets, you'll unlock blueprints. As you go through the campaign, you'll unlock blueprints also. So it's a gradual progression of just unlocking blueprints and things like that. Now, one thing I do, I do dislike with the campaign is that... Sometimes it'll have you um, collect items that you may not be able to collect yet because you say you've progressed too f uh, far ahead in the campaign and you need to craft like a certain item. And the only way to craft that item is by wearing the blueprint for two other items or something like that. So there are times you might get stuck on a campaign mission for quite a while, depending on what you know where you're at. Um, I think one of them was trying to make antimatter, which is what you use for warp driving, you know, from transporting. Um, they wanted you, to, you had to create it, but to create it, you had to find the blueprint for it, and they don't really give you a location to find it. You're just kind of off on your own, just kind of doing your own thing until you find it yourself. So that's kind of something I didn't really like. It kind of slows the game down, really. Um, compare, graphically compared from then to now it looks a lot better but there are still some issues um the planets now have rings there's astro you know asteroid fields surrounding them um the planets themselves look a lot sharper water textures look a lot better than they originally did in the first game so do animal textures their skin you know they don't look like a big potato kind of just how crappy they used to look they actually look a lot better the one, there is one thing though, it is when you are, um, there's warping, which you jump from galaxy to galaxy, and then there's phase driving, which is pretty much you get like the boost on, and you're going from, helps you get from planet to planet a lot quicker. When you're, um, phasing, there is a lot of pop-in regarding asteroid fields. Um, sometimes you'll be phasing from one planet to the other and cross through an asteroid field, and as you're approaching, as you're approaching, it's just a lot of pop-in where everything will kind of either gradually come into formation or nothing will and then you make a dead stop and everything will just explode and kind of slow down your PlayStation because that has happened to me a couple times where I'm phasing from one planet to one another planet and say I happen to run out of um, fuel my ship will come out of phasing and then my PlayStation will lag because of how many asteroids it has to pop in because there's supposed to be asteroids there so, in that regard, there is some kind of issues with it. There, I haven't had, I've only had it crash on me one time, and that is due to, um, 
I was fighting. I mean, there's his sent there's his enemies on all the planets called Sentinels, which is like a galactic police force. That they're really annoying. They're kind of a pain because if you're mining or anything like that, they'll come up there and they'll stare at you and they won't leave you alone and say if you keep mining they'll start attacking you. Well there's sometimes to earn money you sometimes find really valuable resources. You can sell your resources that you gather from mining, but you'll get more money from if you explore and say you find like a pearl or something. And sometimes you can find these in mass quantities, and I happen to find one in mass quantities, and the higher the set, you know, the higher the reward is, the more sentinels they bring out. And I ended up fighting a group of them, and they ended up launching me into orbit and I guess it registered with my PlayStation and it crashed. So that's the only crash I've had. I haven't had any other crashes since then. Um, all in all, I have to say, like I said earlier, it is kind of annoying because this is what the game was originally promised went two years ago. And is it worth it picking up now for 20 bucks? Like I said, that kind of goes with how you feel about, you know, how you feel with in regards to do you reward them for pretty much lying to you and giving out a faulty project that they could have waited on and made better, or do you reward them for sticking to their guns and making it better? In a sense, they're actually, and I forgot to mention, there is multiplayer now in the game, and not, um, in their last update they added multiplayer, but... You couldn't interact with people. They were just like highlighted orbs. This time there's actually full body people in the game you can interact with and do missions with. I haven't played it yet because none of my friends want to buy the game. And I'm usually not one to kind of hop into it with a group of randoms. But there is that now in the game. I have seen it. And it is pretty neat. Being able to finally play with people. Which was like I said um, we were told when the game first came out. Now there is... One little uh, thing I want to talk about: the PS edition, PS4 edition of the game. I think at max is twenty dollars right now. I'd say it's worth. If I had to put, if I had to, you know, had a gun to your head and say, pick a price, or you know, you're gonna buy it. I feel like people wouldn't have a problem buying it with at, you know, at the current twenty dollar rate. It is great at the twenty dollar rate. Now with Xbox, since it wasn't originally released on Xbox One. It is not worth the $50 tagline price that they are releasing it out for. It is at most a $20 purchase. Anything higher than $20, you are paying way too much at that point. It, yes, it is a good game, sure. But, like I said, $20 bucks is kind of that price where, you know, I gotta keep stating your... It's like, if you pay 50 you're totally agreeing, yeah, it is fine that you screwed us over regarding the game. But 20 bucks is kind of like that middle ground where it's not too bad if you're giving money to them, and I guess in a sense. But it's also, but 50 is where I, you know, that's way too much. $50 is, that's just almost robbing people of that's and it is terrible. They've even, I figured they'd at least drop it for 30 not 50 so that's the only one thing I want to kind of really annoyed about regarding No Man's Sky now with what's going on is that 
that was really bad. But all in all, I have to say, it is a pretty fun game. From the twenty, from the you know twenty sixteen version. With that being said, and getting that review out of the way, meet me over in the outro where I will do my daily um, trivia and kind of give you guys an idea of what I'm going to do for next Thursday or next Friday's podcast. And here we are again at the end of another Real Thoughts with Chris episode. Now, today's trivia is going to be about Brad Dourif. Now, this kind of relates to the X-Files because he actually did appear in an episode, so it counts. (laughs) Um, The first little bit of trivia is regarding Chucky. Um, All of Brad Dourif's voiceover work that he did for Chucky... Um, was recorded in advance, so he actually was never on the set of the original Chucky movie. Another interesting tidbit is he was going to be Scarecrow in Batman and Forever. Yes, the really bad movie with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, one of those roles was actually going to be Brad Dourif's, where he was going to play Scarecrow. But, as history goes, they took over, and I think he dodged a bullet with that one, because that was a terrible movie. Now, with the trivia out of the way, I'm going to get into um, a movie and a game, or movies that I'm looking at right now that I'm going to review, and games I'm looking at to review for next Thursday. Um, this week, at some point, I'm going to try to go see um, Christopher Robin with my fiance, possibly The Meg, or possibly Slenderman, depending on you know what comes in my line of sight, you know, or what I'm able to go out and see. Um, along with that, I just actually ended up buying um, Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. The Doom remake that came out, which I know is, <laughs> has been out for a while, but I was able to purchase for very cheap, so I decided to get to try to go with it through that. Um... Red Faction Gorilla, the remastered edition, or remastered edition. Yes, I know that's stupid, but that's the name of it. And possibly, since I have a PS4, I did get it for free, um, Mafia 3. Now, I'm looking at those games and those movies possibly I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. So, be prepared for one of those Um for me to talk about, like I said, in the next podcast. Anyways, thank you for listening, and tune in again next Thursday or Friday for another podcast. Thank you for listening. Also, before I go, um, as I previously stated in my last podcast, if there's a game or movie you want me to review, leave me a voice message on the Anchor app, and I will try to make the time to find it, to either play and or watch it. Thank you for listening. This is Chris. Uh, Goodbye.